What does it mean to be a vulnerable Christian man? Walking through life weak and powerless is not what Jesus had in mind for us. It's time to fight. It's time to get comfortable being uncomfortable. We are OB Sean, Brandon, and Shane, and this is Hello the and welcome truth. back to the Uncomfortable Truth. He's away. If you, <laughs> if you were with us on the last episode, Brandon told a story about putting up a basketball goal and being the cool whipper that I am. It made me think of a basketball goal story. Mm. Y'all know what a cool whipper is? I is that a one upper? Cool whipper has a topping for everything. Okay. So you oh. Like it's that. like a one-upper. It's similar, it's similar it's to a one-upper. One okay. Yeah. I like the new term, though. Who, mom mom used a term the other day. I can't remember. But it was oh, a, a pound and a half or like <laughs> fish story, you know. Uh-huh. Always always pound or pound and a half more, you know, the buddy. My mother-in-law, since we're talking about yeah. sayings, she always said, like when people are talking about their kids, uh, she says, every crow's crow crows the Black. Every crow's crow's the blackest. Yeah. Ah, I've heard that. Every crow's crow's the blackest. Everybody thinks their kid oh, yeah. my baby. Is 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 the, the blackest crow. My baby. Know? Yep. That's my baby. Several years ago, we're in the land lawn care landscaping business. Several years ago we were working on a landscaping project and I had guys working at a job and it was in this uh end of a neighborhood cul de sac area, nice houses. And I was running materials back and forth as the guys were working. We were digging up. Uh, we had to dig out old red clay because if you've ever done any landscaping, you know that plants don't grow well in clay. And so you have to, if it's if that's all it is, you got to dig it out. And when you dig your holes, you have uh, you have to dig the holes twice as big as the plant needs to be. And when you put the plant in there, you put good dirt. And depending on how bad it is and how compacted, sometimes you even put rocks underneath the plant and that allows water to drain through and it catches the nutrients the way it needs to otherwise it would just sit the water when it comes through would just sit on the plant and it'll drown the plant mm-hmm. gotta flow through not just sit on so we had it this this job was all red clay we had a ton of dirt that we moved moved out probably two full dump trailers full wow. uh, for the front and back landscaping when i say full you know as much as you can fill it up without overloading the weight of the trailer. Right. It's a lot of dirt. Most of it was done by hand. So I was running in and out, and one one load I had to drop the trailer there, the dump trailer, I had to leave it at the job uh, so they could fill it up and then run and pick up some plants and just throw them in the back of my truck and bring them back. So I unhooked the trailer, headed out, came back. Trailer's not where I left it. Oh, no. I looked down the hill, and... The cul-de-sac at the end of the hill, the trailer was all the way down the cul-de-sac. Wow. Jammed up into the curb of the street and stopped right there. You could see where the hitch, the jack had slid all the way down. Well, dummy me, I'd forgot to chalk the tires. Oh, no. And it just took off. Fortunately enough, the curb was there, and there was an old uh, half of a basketball pole that stopped it. Wow. Otherwise, there's a house. Oh, my gosh. So I get there, and the homeowner's there, and he's real nice older gentleman, and I'm talking to him like, man, I'm sorry. Um, You know, I'll fix the road. Um, The curb, fortunately, wasn't cracked, so it was really just the road, and the half of a basketball goal was bent over, and obviously it was a half. There used to be a basketball goal there, but there wasn't anymore. 
And the guy said, man, I'm, I'm thinking, uh, you know, my grandchild's getting into basketball. I'm thinking about putting a goal up here. Is that something you'd be interested in? And me, I felt bad because my trailer almost went through his house. Sure, I can do that for you. Well, about a week later and about 17 hours in, we had a basketball goal up. And it was very similar to your story. It was one of the ones that you have to put the sleeve in the ground, uh-huh. concrete it in, then put the basketball goal in, and then the holes weren't drilled right for the basketball goal. We had to drill the holes ourselves. Yeah. And then you have to make sure the height's right, but the height's not right from the curb. curb. Yep. It's right from the ground, ground that you're dribbling the basketball goal, the basketball on. Learning experience, uh, at the end of the day, chalk your tires. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Slowing down. That, that led to a long line of uh, Man. Dis- disruption. <laughs> it was. It, it was It was pretty bad, pretty bad. <laughs> Welcome to the Uncomfortable Truth. This is, that was your uncomfortable story for the morning. <laughs> yes. Obi's up. I'll open this up in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we, just, we thank you for the day. We want to honor you in everything that we do, God. Uh, let our words matter. Let us be cognizant of our words so that we can be a light for you, for your kingdom, Lord. I just lift Obi up and uh, what you've uh, put on his heart to say today. Lord, we love you and we lift you up. Amen. 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 My uh, discussion kind of comes a little bit in the same vein as our last podcast. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about legacy and what the Bible, you know, has to say about legacy. Uh, ironically, from what I've researched very little, uh, mind you, uh, the Bible does not use the word legacy. Um, there's the use of the word inheritance. There's the use of the word generations, um, generational. You know, there's not any use of the word legacy that I have found, at least in like the NIV, I think it was the NIV version. But, you know, legacy, everybody, the worldly view of legacy is certainly different from the the biblical view of legacy. Whenever most people think about leaving a legacy, I think most people, you know, if this was a family feud episode and, and, you know, you're, you're trying to guess a word that the top 100 people would pick when asked a question. Exactly. You know, I think most people would think something along the lines of a financial inheritance, a (coughs) money, Mm -hmm. something uh, of intrinsic value. And, um, you know, I think that that's just where, (laughs) that's where we go. And so, you know, the when the Bible talks about legacy, it focuses on things that will endure. It focuses on things that will that will endure, things that will last. Um, so, you know, whenever whenever I think about what is most significant to pass on to future generations. And how should we go about that? You know, I think about a lot of things, but I want to, I want before I, I kind of get into what I'm thinking about, when you think about that question, when that question's posed to you, what's the most significant thing to pass on to future generations and, and how should we go about doing it? What do you guys think? Uh, I, I have a specific uh, 
example of what I think leaving a legacy looks like. Yeah. Um, Courtney's dad passed away in 2008, I believe. Uh, beginning of 2008, I think that's right. At his funeral, there was probably... I can't remember. I, I don't even remember the funeral. That's that's what's interesting. But at his funeral, there was probably 700 to 1,000 people there. And the, the funeral um, was geared towards telling people about Jesus. And that's what he would have wanted it to be. And even in his last days, when he felt terrible, he was going through chemo. He still got up, went to work. He was a coach and a teacher. He still got up, went to work, and made it a priority to make sure people knew that he was living for Jesus. And even to this day, his legacy is when when people talk to and people still talk to me about him. I loved your father in law. Loved him, coached me. Um, they talked to him about what what a great influence he was, and and how he loved Jesus and shared Jesus. And there's there's people that have gotten saved since he died because of the example that that he was, and so specifically for me, that's what I think about. If you'd asked me this a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, I think my answer would have been different. I right. really do. Ten years ago, it would have been much different. I probably wouldn't have even had thought about what I think about inheritance. Um, being in the financial world, I, you know, money comes to mind, but. Um, it really has changed a lot in the last year, and especially recently, last several months. Um, <clears throat> the simple answer is this. I know now without a, without a doubt that the greatest inheritance that I can ever pass along to my kids is knowing they have a fruitful, vibrant relationship with Jesus Christ. I know that now. I get asked that. Amen. They say, What's the number one parenting advice you can give me? I don't care if you know Jesus, you're you're uh, an atheist. It doesn't matter to me. My answer now is going to be your kids knowing Jesus and that they eternally will have that inheritance. Right. And so that has really come into fruition even more without going into a lot of great detail because our community that we live in has had a lot of loss mm -hmm. lately, uh, a youthful loss and heartache. And at the end of the day, Lee and I have talked about this a lot. If that is not the number one priority for the inheritance for our children, then we, we're not living and sharing and guiding our children in the way that we should be biblically. Yeah. Yep. I, I agree with that 100%. And that, that is the lane that I was going down. You know, there's, there's a lot of different ways that we can leave a legacy, you know, um, there's, I'm reading a book right now, uh, you know, the book that we talked about, you know, a few weeks back about the, you know, the, the having a, a pride, you know, of lions and, and he just, th this whole book is about, um, being a man of God and what manliness is in the Bible and how, how this guy interprets, uh, the Bible to speak on to how we're supposed to be as men. And one of those things is leaving a legacy. It just so happens that I had to go to a funeral yesterday of um, a lady that um, was one of my board members' wives, and 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 I got to hear her legacy, uh, you know, in in that funeral 
from her from her pastor that had been her pastor for the last 26 years and just the 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 legacy that she left um i got to i i have to go to my wife's grandmother's funeral tomorrow um familiar with what happened you know what's what's been going on over in elysian fields just uh that, those kind of things will make you think about, you mm-hmm. know, it naturally. It just makes you think about, you know, am I doing everything that I can to prepare the people that I've been entrusted with, uh, you know, to endure this life if I'm not here tomorrow? And, and I feel like that that's, again, just like you, Brandon, five years ago, certainly 10, you know, just like you said, a le- legacy was like, okay, I have to set my kids up financially to be able to be ahead of everyone else from a, from a financial standpoint. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's the goal. Uh, it's so not the goal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's so not the goal. If you, if you follow Jesus and you uh, believe what the Bible says is true, our, uh, that that stuff is that stuff. The Bible says that stuff withers away. It rusts. It 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 uh, it falls apart. It you know it it's got that kind of stuff is not going to last. And if we're focusing on things that endure, we're focusing on our inheritance in heaven. We're focusing on our our eternal life. And you know some of the verses that the Bible you know speaks to. Uh, I guess you could say legacy on is, um, you know, stories of what, you know, stories of what God has done. I feel like those are things that we, that we absolutely have to pass down. Uh, Psalm 78, four says, we will not hide from their children. Um, we will not hide them from their children, but tell to the coming generations, the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. And then in Joshua four twenty one through 22, he says, And he said to the people of Israel, When your children ask their fathers in times to come, what do these stories mean? Then you shall let your children know Israel passed over the Jordan by, on dry ground. Mm. Psalms one forty five four it says, One generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. This is exactly what you said, Brandon. We're we're sharing what God has done for us, and we're sharing the stories of 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 what He's done to future generations, so that ultimately that can endure and it can be passed on to the next generations. Um, you know, guiding truths. What are what are some guiding truths that God leaves leaves us um, in? In Philippians 4 9, it says, What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. It, that, that, that verse kind of made me think about our last podcast. You know, wisdom, mm. you know, the things that our dads who are godly men have taught us. You know, if, if, let's, let's be, a, we know. We know this. We don't always practice it, but what our kids see <laughs> is is what they replicate. It's mm-hmm. what it, it's not what we say. It's what they see. It's our character. 
And if we want to pass along something that's going to endure, and when you think about the people in your life, like your father-in-law, who had this major influence on people's lives, it's because his character was mm-hmm. so awesome. Yeah. You know, he he was striving to be more like Jesus on a day-in, day-out basis. And the fruits of the Spirit that were collected in him and given to all of the people that he invested in and that he was entrusted with, you couldn't miss it. Yeah. You know, and that's what I think about when I think of a legacy. Yeah. Um, I think of the things that people have poured into me. It's my duty. It's my responsibility to give that to my kids and my village and the people that God's entrusted me with and, um, and to, and to disciple, mm-hmm. uh, to disciple and, 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 and in discipleship, the Bible tell in, in disciple, the, our goal to, as a disciple is to create more disciples. You know, if you've got a Bible study and, and, and your goal is to try and disciple people, you know, I've been told one time that that Bible study, you, you should not be seeing the same group of people over the years. You should be you should be having new people come into your group, and the people that you've been discipling, they need to be having their own groups. Yeah, you know, and and so that's what I think about. You know, when I think about legacy, what am I doing to to honor God with my actions, and what am I building that's going to remain when I'm living in heaven? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I just think it starts with character. It starts with sharing the truths that we know. It start it's it starts with sharing the things that we've learned from our fathers, uh, the wisdom that we've acquired from them. Uh, all of those things um, I think are super important. So I think about uh, this last week. Uh, we were at Courtney's grandfather's house, and he died uh, five or six months ago, or no three or four months ago, and we're going through this house, we're having an estate sale, and I'm just walking through looking at, like, all the stuff he accumulated over the years, and uh, we're, we're getting prepared for this estate sale that's coming up this week. And all that stuff, tools, you know, all the stuff in the kitchen cabinets, all the stuff in his room, in the bathroom, and organs sitting in the living room, I mean, some cool stuff. He used to, he turned wood, um, made things up until up until he died pretty much uh at the point that he died he did it with seven fingers instead of 10 wow <laughs> but wow. he didn't really care okay. <laughs> that he was losing fingers as long as he could continue doing what he loved but all that stuff was things that was a part of his you know his characteristics and things that he did that was not who he was he was a man that loved Jesus dearly and it was very evident in everything that he did. And that's the legacy that he left. And the legacy shouldn't, his legacy was not, and, and shouldn't, our legacy shouldn't be about me. Is just about what God has done through me. Those legacy stories in the Bible were told over and over and over to tell about what God had done. The people in them just happened to be alive during that time right. and were a big part of that. But they were just a conduit for letting God work. And we should be, our legacy and our inheritance should also be a conduit of what God's done for us. I like that. I like that. 
the wisest man that supposedly ever walked the earth was Solomon from everything I've read. And I go back to this often and in Ecclesiastes after he basically talks about all the things he's experienced. Cause remember he had more wisdom than anybody. God gave him more wisdom than anybody and wealth and all kinds of things. And you get to the very end of Ecclesiastes and he says, let us hear the conclusion of what all you figured out. What's the conclusion? Solomon, the wisest man in the world. And he says, it's this simple fear God and keep his commandments for this is man's all. <laughs> for this mm. is man's all. Mm. Wow. Pretty simple. That's that's pretty darn simple. Um, yeah, I, I mean, share God. If if you want to leave a legacy that will endure, teach your tribe, guide your tribe, uh, your pride, your the the people that God has entrusted you with, the people that God gives you the opportunity to have some influence on, invest in their lives by sharing with them what God has done for you. And and in doing so, uh, you you will leave a lasting legacy that, that's going to endure. Um, we've seen it. We've seen it in men and women that uh, that have gone before us. And, you know, I felt like, um, you know, God was just that, kind of putting it on my heart to talk about legacy. And the more you talked about our dads, the more I was thinking, mm-hmm. those guys are doing it right. Yeah, you know, um, and so that's what I would leave our our listeners with is go out and encourage people to uh, get on God's path for their life and and then uh, pay it forward, you know, pay it forward in their life. Tell somebody else about what he's done for you. Good stuff, Obi. If you're out there, uh, help us by uh, hitting those buttons at the bottom. Help us reach more people for Jesus. Go out and kick the day in the face and we'll catch you on the next one.